The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wolverton. I'm your host. It is Sunday, November 28th, and this is your first look at the Week 13 NFL odds. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, tell us your favorite Week 13 bet. We try to get ahead of these for the line moves. Sometimes that doesn't even matter, as it was with the case with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Move to two, they still lose. Happens. Subscribe, like, and uh, smash that like button. Hit the alerts, too, so you make sure you get... Um, notified on your mobile device whenever we go live. Also, right now in the Pick 6 Podcast store, 25% off everything. Use the QR code above John Breach's left shoulder. You can scan your phone, or if you're listening to the podcast, of course, go to uh, CBS Sports Store. Um, I'm sure there's a URL for it, and I'm sure I'll remember it, but I don't remember it right now. Uh, it is uh, store.cbsports.com. Go there, and you can get 25% off all Pick 6 items. Support the podcast by buying your loved ones very comfortable hoodies. Really comfortable. We, we, we have some. Breach has got, I don't know if we can get the pullover. That's a, a, a one-off. But um, the hoodies that you can get at the store are fantastic. Highly recommend them. If you like the podcast, you'll love the hoodie. Looking at the games ahead in week 13, Breach, we have Cowboys at Saints. Thursday night, kind of the Sean Payton Bowl. Since he was rumored to be going to the Cowboys virtually uh, every single year for like five or 10 years. Boys are five point favorites in New Orleans with an over under of 48. Are you going to be back in is the, will, will the breach pot back the Cowboys on the road on Thursday night football? Brenton, what do you think? This is the toilet bowl, man. Did you see the way these teams played on Thanksgiving night? Are you kidding me? What happened? Uh, you know, what's interesting about the Cowboys is they have been the most perplexing team in the NFL over the past three weeks, a few weeks. They've lost three out of four. Uh, but you know what? You know which team hasn't been perplexing at all? The New Orleans Saints. Since Trevor Simeon took over as starting quarterback, they are 0-4. They cannot win with him. Their offense is just totally falling apart. It hasn't helped. The Alvin Kamara hasn't been playing. Uh, he is still battling injury. We don't know that he'll be on the field for this one. He could be. He might not be. No one knows. Uh, we did see the Cowboys defense struggle against the Raiders. They gave up 36 points. I do not think they will struggle against the Saints and just because the Saints offense has been so bad lately this feels like a get right game for the Cowboys defense and then you look at the Cowboys offense they should have Amari Cooper back they should have CD Lamb back they're going to be at full power this is going to be the Cowboys team we saw earlier this year I think they cover yeah I'm it's just petrifying to back a Saints team that we just saw get obliterated on on Thanksgiving as you point out you know the you don't get a bonus. You don't get bonus mini buy uh, if you're the Saints because the Cowboys also got the bonus mini buy. There's no rest advantage there. Dallas and Orleans, no travel advantage. Yeah, there's a prime time spot with a good coach. Like Sean Payton is still a better coach than Mike McCarthy, even though the Cowboys look like a much better team. The, the concern for me is that we saw a little bit from the Bills running the football 
against the Saints. Not 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 exceptionally well, but like Devin Singletary, I think, hit his over. And the Bills just aren't a very good run team. The Eagles the week before dominated them on the ground. So I just wonder, are they a little bit leaky in terms of the run defense? If that's the case, Dallas could feast here. Additionally, uh, the, the Cowboys, you know, we need to see what the status is for all the skill position guys. Of course, they, they all matter uh, a lot. I mean, we don't, you know, my mind would change on this game, I think, a little bit if um, the Cowboys are missing other skill guys, you know, like C.D. Lamb and, and Amari. Or if Kamara's playing. Yeah, or if Kamara is playing, right? I mean, like all of those things matter a lot. So you may see the line. Uh, this may stay off, to be perfectly honest, for for a little while. Like the line might not be up there. Um, I would probably lean towards the Cowboys right now, assuming they get all their guys back, just because the Saints just don't look like a very good team. But we're talking a home dog in prime time with playoff caliber talent on there, and Sean Payton against my. Actually, you know what? I think I lean Saints. I take that back. Give me five points is a lot at home. Now, you don't think so? I mean, uh, team just lost by 25 at home on Thanksgiving. I'm not fired. Yeah. Doesn't feel like a lot anymore. It, yeah. it, it does. I mean, it's it's a you said it. It's a it's a home underdog primetime game. It's always scary to bet against that. Yeah, absolutely. But if the if the Cowboys come in with all their guys healthy and they play their best football, they roll in this game. But that's not always a guarantee. And I do trust Dennis Allen and Sean Payton to get up, to get ready for this. I would I, again. I think it's going to move depending on who's in and who's out. So it's kind of difficult to predict which direction the line will go. I would also lean under on this 48. I think that total will drop down, tick down a little, uh, maybe, maybe Does it tick down or the Saints able, you know, again, it depends on the skill guys, I guess. So, you know what? Don't, don't, we're not going to jump on anything on this game in particular, just because there's so much uh, up in the air in terms of these skill guys, chargers at the Bengals, the red hot Bengals who just swept the Steelers. Uh, the Chargers got kicked kicked in the teeth by the uh, by the Broncos, despite having even getting some Drew Locke there in the second quarter. And Cincinnati, even at home though, only a two point favorite. A little disrespectful here to breach over a total forty eight and a half. This game on CBS is this. This might be the. Uh, I guess Romo and Nance will probably do Ravens Steelers, but this could get consideration. A little disrespectful, Brinson. This is a lot disrespectful. Did you watch either of these two teams play? On Sunday, uh, the Chargers have to fly across the country and play in a, a game that kicks off at 10 a.m. on their body time. And uh, like I said, did you see what these two teams did on Sunday? The Bengals absolutely destroyed the Pittsburgh Steelers. And one reason why they destroyed them is because Joe Mixon ran all over that Steelers defense, 165 yards. Uh, and you know what? The Steelers have had a bad rushing defense this year. I think they've given up the fourth most yards in the NFL. And I'm telling you that because you know who has a worse rushing defense than the Steelers? The Los Angeles Chargers. They have given up more rushing yards on the season than any other team in the NFL. You name a bad team. The Lions, the Jets, the Texans. The Chargers have given up more rushing yards than every single one of those teams because they rank dead last. I think the Bengals just give the ball to do what they did on Sunday. Give the ball to Joe Mixon 30 times. Uh, let Joe Burrow pick his spots, throw it 20 times. And I, I am surprised it's this close. I, I, I'm always kind of hesitant to take the Bengals. I want to make sure, uh, you know, I got all my my eyes dotted and my my teeth crossed You don't crossed want the here. to creep in. Right, exactly. But okay. I just feel like I, I love the Bengals in this spot. I think they roll. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised by this line, to be perfectly honest. I think it should be – I know the Chargers are good. The, uh, this line is moving. Um, if you like – this is one where if you like the Bengals, bet them now because this is going to get north of three. 
Like it's it's probably going to be three by the time people wake up on Monday, and if not, then by then by, the, by by Monday night football, I would guess that this is a three. And I agree with you, Joe Burrow is not getting enough credit for how well he's running the football right now. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow, Joe Joe Mixon, too many Joes. <laughs> um, go ahead and sign a is there a, Joe, is there a receiver named Joe they can sign to uh to to come in. His, so his sloppy Joes before each game. Yeah, just pound sloppy Joes. There you go. Uh, he has fifty eight carries. For 288 yards and four touchdowns rushing in the last two games alone. Mixon is coming on strong. And this is not just, you know, I mean, he, I mean, it's too many carries, probably, but you watch him run against the Steelers. He looked awesome. I mean, he he is running with authority. He looks really healthy, really confident in uh, in sort of the, the offense and, and, and picking his spots and, and hitting his holes. So give me um Mixon over rushing yards. And I agree with you. I think the Bengals can run the ball really well and force Justin Herbert into bad spots, and you see him maybe turn the ball over. So I like the Bengals minus two, and I think we should bet it uh, as soon as you have the opportunity. The total, uh, these two teams might t- lend towards the under a little bit, but, um, you know, if you get a situation where, I don't know, this feels this game feels like it could get ramped up, like kind of out of, uh, just get out of hand. Like it could be like 41 to 35 or something like that. Uh, so I, I will not be taking that under there. Ravens at Steelers. The Ravens, of course, are playing on Sunday night football. The outcome may determine whether this line moves, but the Steelers haven't looked very good. Ben Roethlisberger falls on his face a lot on the, on the football field, trips into sacks, and that's why he's a three-point underdog at home when the Steelers host Baltimore. Total of 44 and a half, of course, on CBS. Yeah, this is an interesting one because I feel like the Steelers don't have a lot of margin for error anymore. So they're going to be kind of desperate going into this game. And it was really weird watching them play against the Bengals on Sunday because it was the first time maybe since Mike Tomlin's been coach where it felt like they kind of gave up. Like you got to the third quarter and it just looked like the Steelers were resigned to the fact that they were not going to win this game. Uh, and so you see that attitude and is it going to carry over into this Ravens game? Are they going to feel defeated if, if Baltimore jumps out to a 14, nothing lead? Uh, and as I mentioned, when we were talking about the chargers, the Steelers have given up the fourth most rushing yards per game this year. And you yeah. know who they're playing a Baltimore Ravens team that loves to run the ball. I know Baltimore has been trying to throw the ball a little bit more this year. Uh, but when it comes down to it, their bread and butter is being able to run. And I think they're going to be able to run all over the Steelers. Um, man, I, I think Pittsburgh has a tough time keeping this one close. And Brinson, I think I am going to take Baltimore to cover. Oh, man. You know, Breach, I usually have a pretty hard and fast rule about if I'm getting three, if I'm getting more than three points, you Division know, game. In, a, in, a, in a Raven Steelers game. I'm probably going to take it. I think I lean towards the Steelers here. I don't get me wrong. The Ravens are a better team, but I don't think that the Ravens are necessarily the sort of team that's just going to dominate the Steelers. And Pittsburgh is desperate. Baltimore on a short week, uh, you know, playing a, a big you know home game. You know, the Steelers fans are going to be pumped up for this. I just, I mean, I understand why the Ravens would be favored in this game. Totally makes sense. They could blow out the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers can blow out the Ravens, uh, but. If I'm getting three points in a Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, even with as dusty as Big Ben looks, I mean, he's a big old pile of bones and marshmallow. Um, I think I'm still going to take the points for right now, but I don't think you have to jump all over this one. If anything, I would I would guess it would move towards the Ravens, although I'm not sure how far you can go before there's resistance and buyback uh, in that spot. The 
49ers, my 49ers, are headed to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks. They are road favorites as well, minus two and a half with a total of 46 and a half. The 49ers have won three straight as we are speaking. They are the, I believe, uh, fifth seed in the NFC if the, the season ended today. Obviously, it doesn't. At six and five, they are probably a little too far back to catch the Cardinals, but maybe not. And uh, they're starting to kind of heat up. Debo Samuel said he suffered a groin injury, but said that it was he, he thinks he's going to be fine and no cause for concern. That's huge because he's been running the ball really well in that off, running the ball really well in that offense, and it sort of changed how that offense has looked. Jimmy Garoppolo playing much better, the defense coming on strong. I leaned. I, I think honestly, this is one too where the line is going to depend entirely on Monday Night Football. Seattle is at Washington. Russell Wilson has looked terrible the last two weeks; like his hand is really bothering him are still bothering him and he hasn't adjusted to it yet. If Russ looks awesome against Washington, then this line will move. I think probably Seattle, maybe like minus one, uh, if maybe two, it, it, you know, I think it'll move significantly. If Russ looks awesome, and they dominate Washington. If Russ looks meh again, then this line could move towards the 49ers. So maybe be thinking about betting this. If you, if you have it available, you know, cause of course the Seahawks are playing. It's you know, sometimes they pull those lines down. Maybe think about betting it. Uh, if, you know, if, if you have the option, what about, what are your thoughts here, Breach? Yeah. I mean, and we could also see, you know, Russell Wilson, if he struggles, if his hand looks worse, you know, maybe he bangs it on a helmet and he can still play, but literally anything could happen. So I think if you want to bet 49ers, you probably should get it now, as long as it's under three points. Uh, you, you remember that time when Kyle Shanahan lost his backpack at the Super Bowl? Yeah. His playbook was in it. That's what this whole entire year feels like. It feels like Kyle Shanahan lost his playbook and then he found it three weeks ago and he's like, Oh, we like to run the ball. That's right, because that's all they've been doing. They have literally been going going about 40 rushes a game over the past three weeks. I think they had 39 against the Vikings, and it's been working. That's what they did in 2019. That's what they are doing now. Let Jimmy Garoppolo be a game manager, and the twist here is what you said. It's Debo Samuel. It's that he is a huge part of the ground game, a wide receiver, a huge part of the ground game. It makes no sense, but it's working. Uh, and we saw uh, Eli Mitchell. He was back. He he had a huge game against the Vikings. Uh, Jeff Wilson in there. They just have so many guys that can run the ball. And then you look at the poor Seahawks. One thing their defense doesn't do well, which seems to be a theme right now between the Chargers, the Steelers, now the Seahawks, is they don't stop the run very well. And so I think Kyle Shanahan is going to go out there, run the ball 50 times, do what they've done the past three weeks. Uh, and, and I love the 49ers in this spot, especially because they lost to the Seahawks earlier this season. I think there's a little bit of a revenge factor there. Yeah, and again, like um, yeah, it all depends on Monday night. Like I'll be a little nervous if, you know, if I if – I, if I take, but I, but I agree with you. Like if Russ looks bad on Monday night, this could shoot up to San Francisco. I don't know what, like minus, I don't know how high it gets. Maybe four. four. Yeah. I can yeah see four. four. Four sounds about right. So if you, if you like, if you like the 49ers, maybe get it now, um, you know, or, and if you like the Seahawks, I mean, you can probably, right? it, it, anyway, look, just watch Russ on Monday and then we'll bet that game. At, uh, then we'll bet the game after we see Russ on Monday night, Sunday night football, the suddenly resurgent Denver Broncos. Heading to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, who are coming off their bye. The Chiefs are minus nine and a half. The over/under is forty-nine and a half. Is there any sort of, oh, I don't know, musical number you might want to bring up when talking about this game, Brenton? You know what's funny? When I first saw the point spread, I said nine and a half. This doesn't make sense. But then, what do we know? Andy, Andy Reid off, Reed, off, off the, the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. I mean, look. This is the biggest lock in sports, you know, but as far as covering the spread, I don't think it's as much of a lock as it is straight up. So 
you're out there just betting small amounts on money lines, this is your money line lock of the week. Because Andy Reid, I think he's 19 and three in his career in regular season games off the bye. Uh, I think the number is 14 7 1 against the spread, but it's a little, you go way back 20 years and the numbers are sometimes they're a little off. Um, but so either way, that's really good. So, uh, it, it, look, nine and a half feels like a lot, especially how well the Broncos have played the month of November, beating the Cowboys, dominating the Chargers. Uh, but the one thing I will say is that going into the bye, it looked like the Chiefs were starting to figure things out. Oh, yeah. and, and so now they have this bye to kind of refine everything. And Andy Reid's tinkering saying, all right, our offense is working. Our defense is coming off a game where they held the Cowboys to, to nine points. Uh, everything's working for us right now. And so I am begrudgingly, if this was not off the bye, I think I would take the Broncos to cover, but because it's Andy Reid off the bye, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, the other thing too is that if, it, let's say that Andy Reid off the bye comes out with a scripted game plan and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs score two quick touchdowns or up 14 nothing, just, you know, hypothetical, which is entirely reasonable. That would make the Broncos sort of one-dimensional, I think, and allow the Chiefs defense, which has been playing much better, to be opportunistic. Denver's uh, offensive line is a little banged up as well. And the Chiefs, look, the Chiefs went in the bye, they won four straight games. They are playing good football. I know they're not a covering machine. It's because the spreads haven't really been adjusted to just sort of you know, their struggles from earlier in the season. But this, this, this is just a team that figured something out in, 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 in this four-game win streak. And I think they come out hot out of the bye knowing that they have six, six games left on the schedule. You know, go win all six of them and you're 13 and four. And maybe you're the number one seed in the AFC after the miserable start that they had to the year. So I, I like the, I like the Chiefs. I don't, I don't want to say I like them a lot here because nine and a half is a ton, but I could see them running away with this because they can score quickly as and the uh and the the Broncos typically cannot do that quite as much. The Monday night football fun game here. Two fun primetime games. Patriots at the Bills. Those at the Patriots for some reason. Um, the Bills minus three and a half. I see this down to three in some places over under 46. I think if you had made this, uh, let's see what, if you had made this line, I don't know, reach what, like five weeks ago, it would have been bills minus 10 and a half or something like that. But the Patriots are playing so well. They won five straight games They're the number two seed in the AFC. They're in first place in the, this game is for first place in the division. So who comes out? Yeah, this is what's the last time a team on a five game winning streak or is it six games? Is it five or six games? It's one of the two. Excuse me, six. They won today. Yeah, when's the last time a team on a six game winning streak was an underdog? I mean, this is crazy. The Patriots are the hottest team in the NFL. And here's what scares me is that here's what scares me about the Bills is that their offense has just been so shaky lately. Uh, You know, over the past few weeks, we saw them score just six points against Jacksonville, 15 points against the Colts. They looked a little bit better against the Saints, but that's because the Saints played really badly on Thanksgiving. Uh, And you know what? The Bills have only beaten one team this year that currently has a winning record. So I don't think we know how good the Bills are. Uh, And and then on the other hand, you have the Patriots just steamrolling everyone right now. And you know what? Bill Belichick has been so good against the Bills. I know we got swept last year, but there was, you know, they, they were totally in flux last season. They almost beat the Bills once. Um, it was a transition year, so I'm not going to hold that against old Bill, but I do think Bill can beat the Bills. And also, you know what? Buffalo's defense just lost Tredavious White. This is going to be their first game without him. I think that's a factor here. So I like, the, I like the Patriots to pull off the upset, not just cover. I think they're going to be in first place in the AFC East uh, handily by a game 
after this one. I like the Pats here too. You know, Buffalo is a tough place to play. It is Monday Night Football. I think that Bill Belichick remembers Monday Night Football last year when the Bills came into New England. And New England was lingering in the playoff picture, but pretty much you know, dead in the water. And the Bills came in and curb stomped them. Hammered. Sent a message to let them know this is our division now. And I think Bill Belichick is going to be, I mean, nothing works extra hard or anything like that, but I think he will get in the lab. You know, he's going to, and, and frankly, you know, like I think, I think he can cook up a bunch of defenses, like dummy defenses, move stuff around. You know, Josh Allen has improved dramatically as a passer, but he's not Tom Brady. You know, he's not, he's not some veteran who's going to diagnose, can diagnose everything Belichick's throwing at him. So I think we see him throw a bunch of junk at Josh Allen, uh, create a couple turnovers. Patriots are running the ball really well right now. Bill's run defense, not terrible at all, I don't think, but I and I still think the Patriots with their off- offense can move the ball on the ground. And Mac Jones is playing great football right now. He should be the leader in the clubhouse for uh for you know for offensive rookie of the year. I like I like the Patriots to pull off the upset too. I'm just sort of mad that you you get to submit your picks earlier because you get the title, you get the headline. Pats pull off. Pats top. Sorry, Brenton. And you know that's what you're leading with, obviously. Oh, of course. Duh. Bill beats the Bills. Bill takes down the Bills. The Mac attack is back or some such like that. All right. That's it for a look, look at the early odds. Leave your favorite uh, odds in the favorite pick for uh, best odds in the comments for John Breach. I'm Will Brinson. See you guys later. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.